Jalen in San Francisco Bay Area. Jalen's in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. This- stop, stop, stop. Stop. Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joe Batons. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike and that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we call one another and we catch up. I know we've talked about this on the private show that I, I gave Daniel. we gave Daniel Brewer, mm-hmm. but it's something I noticed today. You, So Mike and I were having a conversation before we talked. It's a really short conversation. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this happened. Blah, blah, blah. And then he goes... Hello, Joe. I go, hello, Mike Lawson. Like, all of a sudden, my voice drops when I do this. Hey, before we get into it real quick, I want to start very, very briefly. As you know, Joe, I spend – this will be so brief. I spend a lot of my time personally and professionally advocating for diabetes-related issues. And I want to tell you very quickly while I still have everyone's attention. You should be fighting diabetes, not advocating for it. About an initiative called Sparrow Rose Save a Child. And I don't work for this organization directly, but I have heavily, I've been heavily involved in a lot of the orchestration of the event, and I designed the logo. I do a lot of design and marketing for them. But Joey, basically, in developing world, in the developing world, children that are diagnosed with type one diabetes oftentimes die, usually because of a lack of access to vital medications like insulin. So here's the ask, real quick. I'm almost done. This Valentine's Day, as you're thinking about buying flowers for your loved ones, maybe consider sparing the cost of one rose, which is about six bucks, and donate those six bucks to spare a rose, save a child. With just six dollars, this organization can supply insulin to a child for an entire month. So one rose will equal a life uh, or a month of life for a child. Uh, Joey, no donation is too small. Sparerose.org. And there's printable cards there that I also designed. So if you are doing this, you can include that in your gift to your Valentine. And flowers die, children shouldn't. So sparerose.org. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for not making too many jokes through it, too. I know that's hard for you. Well, it was a little easier. Someone texted me. Well, you were. <laughs> okay. I, Im- I imagine like during funerals and stuff, you have oh. trouble just like sitting on your mm-hmm. hands. I'm just constantly cracking wise. Yeah. You're like biting your tongue the entire oh, yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just I, I heckle. At funerals, I heckle. <laughs> I... <laughs> like, yeah. uh, uh, so-and-so was a great man. How great was he? I just shot that out. I had the same joke. I was like, oh, after he's done with his little joke, I'll do that joke. I had the exact same joke in my head. <laughs> uh, what's up with you? How's how's everything going? Literally the day after we recorded the show last week. Literally? Yeah. Like I, I left and I went to go. I think you and I were actually speaking via text, but I went to go meet up with um, Cameron. Oh, no, we recorded. Okay. No, you know what? Let's step back here. Remember I told you I went crazy at Super Bowl and like had all these different foods, you yeah. know? 
and you were so mad at your mom because she cooked stuff. <laughs> I still I still don't see the anger or where the anger came from. But she, Mike, if you saw the spread. How dare her waste her own time? If you saw the spread that, that was there for 12 people, you would uh-huh. think that she was feeding the people at the Super Bowl. Right? Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, let me warn you about this story. What, Mike, you know this. You know me very well. What is probably one of very few topics I do not like to talk about? Poop. Correct, Mike Lawson. I hate talking about poop. So this is a very poop-related story. So you know this is killing me inside to talk about this. Can't but, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, the Super Bowl, you know, a lot of these Doritos and all the different foods I was having. But nothing, I felt fine. The next day... I agree to meet up with Cameron. We're going to grab coffee. Friend of the show, all-around crazy person. Yeah, Cameron. So uh, we meet up for coffee, and I'm having coffee, right? Which I rarely have coffee. Hot coffee? Hot coffee. Okay. And uh, I could see this story boiling to the top right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, and by the way, you know, I also don't usually eat the way, you know, I did at Super Bowl. Oh, no. Now, at one point, but also coffee is a diuretic. Yeah. So I had a pee. It gets you going down there. I had a pee. So, I, you know, Cameron and I are sitting there talking, you know, catching up. And I go, uh, hey, listen, I got to go pee. And he goes, okay. So I walk over to uh, the bathroom. It's about, you know, 200 steps away. I go pee. And I walk out of the bathroom. And I'm walking towards Cameron. And he sees me. And then I realize, oh shit! Like I feel the gurgle in my stomach. No, and I no. go, and I go, oh god. Uh, okay, I got to go back. So I go back to the bathroom. I agreed to do this show with you because I thought we would never have to do these kind of. I stories. know, but Mike, this, you are not this kind of. Storyteller. I know, I am not this kind of storyteller. But it doesn't get gross at all. I promise. Okay. So I go to the bathroom and uh, and I'm like, which by the way, I I never ever poop in public ever. Yeah. yeah. Ever never right. But I'm like, this is bad, right? So I, I go, nothing comes out, right? And I was like, no. oh, false alarm, whatever. So then I walk back, right? <laughs> and Cameron, Cameron goes, uh, what was that all about? Yeah. Right? And I go, oh, my God. I go, um, I was in the bathroom the first time, and I was texting. And uh, I was texting somebody, and then I was, you know, you know how I am. I just text people, and so then I left, and I forgot that I hadn't. When I walked back, I forgot I hadn't peed. So then I went back to go pee, and he goes, "What are you talking? Your phone's sitting right here." <laughs> what a tangle web we weave. Yeah, I should have just been honest, right? <laughs> and I was uh-huh. like, uh. Uh, like I, I literally became like humming, humming, humming. I don't know what yeah. to say, right? Thank fucking God, he gets a phone call from his girlfriend in Japan at that yeah. moment. So he has to, he's like, uh, excuse me, and he walks away. So by the time he comes back, he's forgotten. Can we pause for thirty seconds to talk about how you're so embarrassed to talk about poop stories in front of camera, but you'll do it on this podcast, which has hundreds of listeners. I know, I know. Well, it was in the moment. I didn't think I'd be doing that. So. Uh, so he comes back, he forgets. So then we hang out, right? And I kind of have that nagging feeling inside of me. And I'm supposed to drive to meet Mercedes after this. And I can over an hour drive. I mean, Costa Mesa, all the way to Malibu. Yeah. It's a good, and in it rush hour, it's going to be a really long drive. So, um, 
so it's time for us to say goodbye. And Cameron goes, okay. I go, you know what? Uh, yeah, see you later. And he walks away, and I go, okay, great. But I have to be, I don't know if you know Mercedes or at all, but, like, she eats dinner at 6.30. You have to be at the house at 6.30. There's no, like, oh, you know, when you get here. No, 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 no. It's 6.30. Okay. And I timed it out with ways and everything like that. So now, okay, bye, Cameron. And he, you know, drives away, right? Mm-hmm. I go to the bathroom. Some dykey, fat Mexican lady, basically a me, right? Uh, but probably with better haircut. <laughs> Sadly, yes, right? <laughs> uh-huh. She goes, sorry, I cleaned the bathroom, right? And she puts the sign and she goes, you can't come in. I go, well, how long could this take? Mike, I waited there for 20 minutes. She still <gasps> was not done. I go, I got to go. So then I had to drive all the way to Malibu. With like a, oh my God, please, I hope I don't poop my pants in Malibu. All the way to Malibu. I There's hope. no bathrooms anywhere between Costa Mesa and Malibu. <laughs> I don't no. know how to, I don't know how to do that. I'm not even okay. joking. You're saying that. I don't even know yeah. wh- how I would do that. Like I just stop at a Burger King and go to the bathroom there. Be like, See yeah, ya. I would probably choose somewhere like Starbucks. You know, what's really a great place to go is like a department store. Because they're, it's like very low foot traffic and they tend to be – it's not like um, homeless guys walking into the Starbucks bathroom taking a shower. Like what? it tends to be people that are actually shopping and doing their business. Anyway. One of the greatest things in college – and I, I later found out this doesn't exist anymore. But uh, where the school newspaper was, where I was a writer, uh, there was like this weird loading dock. But it used to be – the building where we were in used to be like the gym. Mm-hmm. And so in the little there was this bus- obscure door, like this bizarre door that it was unmarked. And if you went inside there, there was like an old timey unused locker room. And okay. then if you, there was another door on the other side of that, it was like one room where that was just lockers and it with benches. And then on the other side was another unmarked door. And if you went there, there was like a secret bathroom. Sounds like a perfect place to film a porn. Yeah, it really was. But now I heard that they've they've cleaned it all out. They've done. They've used it up now. It's not good anymore. But I was like, oh, that was a perfect bathroom. Anyway, I long story short, I made it all the way to Malibu, and uh, I but I ran in. I was like, hi, Mercedes, bye. And you know, like I, <laughs> luckily I'm close enough with Mercedes. I'm gonna be like, sorry, emergency. Yeah, haven't you backed up that toilet before? Yes, that was episode one. <laughs> Isn't that weird, Mike? We're we're episode almost at episode 100. That was episode number one. Final episode, folks. Here yeah. it is. So, um, <laughs> and then, so I had a good time with Mercedes, had dinner. Well, what's funny is we had like a really deep conversation. And in that conversation, uh, former, um, I don't know, I wouldn't say boyfriend and I wouldn't say fuck buddy, somewhere in between, um, comedian Nick, that's what we'll say, Nick, came up and I never talked. I mean, he doesn't come up anymore in my life, right? Yeah. Um, Nick comes up and to make a point, I was making a point, deep conversation, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like Nick never comes up, right? In his career either. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get home and uh, there's a Facebook fan request from Nick (gasps) in my box. Really? Yeah. And this story will semi be continued on my next story. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? That's so weird how stuff like that happens. Yeah. I've had a few instances in the last week where, like, I do this uh, uh, iPhone app called um, Time Hop, and it tells you everything you've done a year ago on social media, two years ago, three years ago, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And there's been a few cases where, like, a year and a day later, I'm at the same restaurant, or a year oh, and a really? day later, I walk through the same park. 
we did stuff like that. By the it's way, really you just reminded me of something. I uh, this is not any one of my stories. There's nothing. It was uneventful, but I, I hung out with uh, my cousin Richard. Uh, I have this gay cousin. Richard is a week younger than me and gay, mm-hmm. and he goes, <laughs> "You're gonna love this." He goes, "What's up with Mike Lawson?" And I go, "Nothing. I mean, it's fine." He goes, "He takes a lot of selfies." <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. And he's all like, you got to tell him just to take selfies and stop using these dumb mantras as an excuse to take a selfie. <laughs> he takes pictures of his balls and then has his, like, mustache showing a little bit. <laughs> and he was telling me that he has a whole other Instagram account that he uses whenever Instagram deletes one of his photos. What? <laughs> okay, the whole rundown of his complicated Instagram life. But, like, this is, like... <laughs> This is like Paula Dean telling me to stop eating butter. <laughs> it really is. It really, really is. It really is. Um, okay, well, I'll look into that. Yeah. Um, thank you, Richard. Um, I wanted to tell you, Joey, last week I hung out with my buddy Daniel and my roommate Ricardo at the same time. And Daniel um, is the former fuck buddy, but now you're friends with him and his boyfriend. Correct. And Ricardo is the roommate. owner of my house slash yeah. roommate. Yeah. So we were at my house, and then we eventually moved to the White Horse. And a few things happened. For starters, um, Ricardo has always been sort of like a player a little bit. We've talked about that a little bit in the past, not too much. But he often refers to guys that he's taking to – that he's talking to at bars or like masseuses that he has too. Masseuse? He calls them, yeah, he like has this like – obsession with masseuses and he like whatever i don't know how old is ricardo um 42 and so he calls these men in his life he calls them boys okay so the term boys is in his vocabulary whatever but as you may remember he's also the new father of two twin boys yeah so there were numerous times in this conversation we were having where daniel and i were not sure if he was talking about his sons or about his tricks, it was really uncomfortable. Oh, and he got shit all over me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your your sons? No, it's gross. No, this guy was yeah. fucking. He didn't. He so, didn't uh, do shout first. So Daniel and Ricardo are from two separate circles of friends that I have, and we've talked about this in the past. And I think you have no issues with it, but I get really anxious when I mix circles. Like, I have this weird feeling that I have to be, like, a host or I have to, like, build bridges and, like, we can't tell inside jokes and we have to explain backstory all the time. I get, It just makes me really anxious, okay? So we're sitting there talking and Daniel is currently in medical school. He's a Stanford grad. He's a smart kid, right? Yeah. And Ricardo is really smart too, but English is not his first language. Oh, really? So no. Hmm. And so I'm like really aware sometimes. Wait, hold on when... for a second. So Ricardo is not his given name. Correct. So he chose Ricardo. Um, I think it's like the closest translation to his Chinese name. Wouldn't it be funny if you saw him spell out his name and it was Licaldo? <laughs> and you know, you never knew. Sorry, go ahead. So Ricardo is really smart, too. Um, He is not just a a big stereotype or caricature of Asian men like Joe would like to paint. Mm -hmm. Um, But English isn't his first language, like I said. So I'm I'm usually really aware when we're talking um, if 
he because he kind of gets quiet he never says like i don't understand that he just kind of like ignores it or smiles and nods Mm -hmm. so throughout the night i kept finding that daniel would start talking about like really complex topics Mm -hmm. like we we got into have you heard about this three parent baby thing in the uk yeah yeah so crazy if you haven't heard, basically a three-parent baby is like a baby that has three genetic parents that's created through some like crazy form of in vitro where parents of the – or where part of the DNA from three parents gets molded together, usually to prevent some sort of disease, right? Um, diabetes is one of them, by the way. But anyway, um, I'm – Throughout the conversation, like, we're talking about these things, and I can just tell, like, Ricardo has no idea, and I I feel uncomfortable. So I try to, like, start saying these complex things maybe a little bit simpler so that he can kind of be brought into the conversation. But then I But like not like like retarded simple. Not like – No, 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 no. Ricardo – hold on for a second, Daniel. Baby – no, not like that. Just like oh. some of the concepts are too. And you start like too... moving your arms, like like you're holding a baby, like back and forth. And he's yeah. like, "I get it, Mike. It's, he's talking about a baby." <laughs> so I also want to have this conversation. So I'm like being torn because I'm, I'm basically not talking to Ricardo because I'm getting sidetracked by what Daniel's saying. Then I'm not talking to Daniel because I'm trying to talk to Ricardo. And this is the type of, like, social anxiety shit that keeps me awake at night, by the way. But am I overthinking it? Have you ever had two friends that are, like, maybe not language, but they're just two, like, polar opposites? And you like them both, but when you bring them together, like, how do you sit in between them and make it all work as one conversation? Here's the here's the, here's my spin on it. Uh, I never have that situation. I'm always the other person. So like Mike, like not Mike Lawson. You're always the one who doesn't understand what's being said. Well, Jonathan, you know, remember Jonathan wouldn't like let me meet his friends because yeah. <laughs> I would John, you know, Jonathan, um, friend of the show, Jonathan, who lives in D.C. now. But when he lived out here in L.A., what was wink uh, a very cute little twink. Right. And because of that. Uh, he was a very Mr. Popularity in West Hollywood. And his friends were just very, very WeHo type people. Yeah. And he didn't like us to mix because uh, what comes with West Hollywood gays is an extreme fucking petty bitchiness that yeah. I would just read them on. Yeah. Right. And it's so funny. It actually ties into my story today. So when I was date, uh, I, I don't, I'll use the term dating just for simplicity, but I think it's more complicated than dating. But when I was dating uh, Nick, uh, just so you know, Nick is a – he's not an A-list liberty at all. What would you call no. him, Mike Lawson? Like, <laughs> I, I would call him maybe C or D. Like, it's I wouldn't not... say it's D. It's I would say C. He seems like a solid C. Okay. Because D to me is like David Hasselhoff. He's a, you mean, think he is bigger than David Hasselhoff? Well, he's in feature films. I mean, he does work a lot in feature films. Could he go to Germany and, like, shut down streets because of his popularity? Yeah, but I'm talking about American celebrity level. I mean, people would know who he is. He's in very popular movies. He's beloved by frat boys, you know. Yeah. Uh, I would say C. Right? Okay. Uh, it doesn't. It just doesn't have the name recognition to be B. Whatever. The point is... Uh, at, and I would say at the time, at the time of the story I'm telling right now, he was a B. Yeah. Right? 
So I went out with Jonathan and his friends one time, and Nick was blowing up my phone. Like, where are you? Where are you? Let's, he was in West Hollywood. We were trying to coordinate, right? And I was with Jonathan and his friends. And this fucking bitch, Nathan, that was friends with Jonathan, goes, who's Joe texting? And uh, Jonathan goes, oh, he's dating Nick. And he goes, you're dating Nick. Um, I should be dating Nick, not you. And I was like, oh, girl. And Jonathan could see, like, the hairs going up on the back of my head. And Jonathan was like, okay, well, we're going to go now, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. Uh, so, usually, I'm that person who doesn't get along with people and always cause problems. Um, yeah. I was like, I mean, Ricardo and Daniel both got along really well. And it was like one out of every three topics that we got on, the other person wasn't into. Mm-hmm. But two, two out of three, like we were, we were great. But it just makes me so anxious. The end. <laughs> Guys, I, I'm at to put this in the show, Mike. Uh, Mike just told me the most shocking piece of information. Stop it. That... No, you can't put that because then no, it... I'll, cut, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out too. I'll cut that out too. Uh, Mike told me the most shocking piece of information right now. And we can't put it It'll in the show. It'll come up on the show, like, eventually. Just If you put this on what some would call lies before you put it on the show, I'll be very upset. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. This week on what some would call lies. <laughs> I'll listen that week. <laughs> For once. <laughs> um, Mike Lawson. So, uh, uh, at seven, I have this friend, Patrick Keene friend of the show patrick keen very very funny comic i i literally uh you could see his stuff online i don't know if it plays as well on tv but he makes me laugh so hard in real life you mm-hmm. know and, and, and i know i have friends personal friends who they have no loyalty to him who whenever he goes to their town will go see him because they they he's their favorite comic they love him right he's a really good live comic but so fucking funny so so funny and uh Texted me, uh, like, but this is so him, like at 6.30 on Saturday morning. Okay. And he's like, uh, hey, you have any plans tonight? Uh, uh, we're having a, part, uh, a birthday party for Chris Fairbanks. Okay. Okay. Chris Fairbanks is a comedian. I know him, but I know him the same way I know, like, a person from Pride 48 that I see in Vegas every year. Right? Okay. So I know him, but like, hey, Chris, how's it going? That kind of stuff, right? And I go, oh, Okay. And, and also, Chris is kind of a party animal. So I'm anticipating this is going to be like a big, giant party at a bar, and uh, it's going to be a good time. I go, just give me the details. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And so then uh, the, the whole day goes by. I never get any details. But eventually, like around 6, I'm like, oh, what's the story? What's going on? And he goes, oh, uh, let me forward you this information. He goes, but you know what? Just uh, a few, a bunch of guys, we're going to meet at this restaurant first before we go over to the party. And so just meet us there, and you can go with us to the party. It, it, it's easier that way. I go, okay. So I meet him at this restaurant, and it's all my favorite people in the world. They're so fucking funny. Like, just friends of Pat Keen. Everyone's just super funny, to, you know, telling jokes. And it, they're really, you know, gregarious people, right? It's just really easy to get along with them. And they're like, all right, let's go to this party. Mike, it turns out it's at somebody's house. Okay. Right? Uh, That's okay. I like that. Yeah, it's at the house of comedian Tignataro. Do you know her? Oh yeah, I totally mm-hmm. know her. The house of comedian Tignataro. So I'm like, he's like, yeah, yeah. So we, we can actually walk from here. So we walk to the house. Mike, when we get there, there's maybe six people in the house. Okay. 
And I walk in and it's like everybody there is like a close, intimate friend. This is like a really intimate birthday party for Christopher Fairbanks. Mm. And so now you could tell it's very like, oh, what are you doing here? Hey, Joe. Uh, yeah. Nice to see you. And I go, Pat, what? What? He's all like, ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Not a big deal. Right. So I was like, uh, well, okay, give me a beer. Let's make the most of this, right? And by the yeah. way, I just, because this comes up, I had had an amazing food and exercise day on Saturday, right? Okay. So I buy my, you know what? I'll just go to the bar and I'll, I, I thought I was going to be at a bar and I'll have Diet Cokes the whole night. Easy, right? Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, you know, I'll have a beer here. Now it's a little awkward. So I'm having a beer. But, uh, okay, so then get this. And this is a story that will mean nothing to you, Mike Lawson, and might mean nothing to a lot of people in our audience, but you'll hear about it. So I'm, there's this frat boy there, right? This kind of frat boy type. And I'm having a conversation with him, you know? Of course. He's the first person you talk to. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. look at these shoes. Where'd you get these shoes? Mm-hmm. Right. Tell me more about these tennis shoes you're right. here. Uh-huh. You're right. Uh, he was cute, right? Backwards hat, kind of like that baseball jersey type of shirt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like you cast him in a gay porn for frat boy, right? right. And we're talking. Name's Aaron, right? And we're ch- chatting for the longest time. And then Pat Keen walks up, and you know how that happens at a party. Like someone walks up, and that someone else gets to leave, or you know, yeah. we talk for a little bit, then that Aaron leaves. And there's a quiet moment, and Pat Keen goes, "Huh? Oh, basically saying what you just said." Yeah. Oh, uh, I see. You decided that- to talk to the one cute guy here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. See that you talk to Aaron, huh? And I go, yeah. He goes, oh, he's a he's a football player. I go, oh, really? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, football player, Green Bay Packers. He, oh, he's like a big, he's a well, pro football player. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Maybe some like dumb pro football player, right? So earlier in the day, I told Cameron that I was going to this party, and so he wanted to hear all about it because he loves comedy, right? Loves comedy, but he also likes the Green Bay Packers. So when Patrick said he was like he played for the Green Bay Packers, I just kind of name checked it, right? Yeah. So uh, on the way home, uh, I called Cam, and he goes, "Oh, how was it? He'd been texting me the whole night, like, how is it?" Blah blah blah. Uh, so I go, uh, "Yeah, I go." Uh, Cam's also a big Tig Notaro fan, so I'm like, "Oh, it's a Tig Notaro's house." He's like, "What? Tig Notaro's house? What?" And I was, like, "Yeah." And then he goes, he goes, I go, yeah, and then I met some football player from the Green Bay Packers. And then Cameron gets really quiet. And he goes, uh, who? And I go, some guy named Aaron Rodgers. And he goes, I'm hanging up the phone. I think you're fucking kidding. And I go, no, is he like, who is he? Is he a big, is he a big guy? He goes, um, he's my hero. He's the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. One MVP like last year, and I would literally do anything to meet that person in my life. And- he looks like a chunky, not chunky. He looks like a thicker BJ Novak. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really, really, really good comparison. Actually, right. he's not ugly, but he. I feel like he looks a li- little bit older than he actually is. He's two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? The- I would have guessed yeah. he was like thirty-five or thirty-six. Yeah, in a lot of these pictures, he looks older than than my age, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, he didn't look like he was, like, way younger than everyone there was, like, in their early 40s, late 30s. He didn't look like he was, like, sticking out, right? Have you heard about his alleged boyfriend? Yeah, that, Pat Keen said that in the conversation. Like, oh, you know, there's uh, gay rumors about him, right? 
Did you get a gay vibe? No. But I know there's gay rumors. So Cameron lost his fucking shit. And I've told straight people this since. I told my brother and I told Adam Vaught. All of them lost their fucking shit. It's like as if someone told me, oh, I was at a party with someone named... um, Stephen Sondheim. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you know this guy named... uh, He's a composer. Stephen... Oh, God. He's not Sweeney Todd, right? Did he write Sweeney Todd or he is Sweeney Todd? And I'm like, (laughs) no. Sweeney Todd is the play that he... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it'd be the same way. He wrote some story, like, about a West Side or Mm -hmm. something? Do you know this? Yeah. Something about the West Side, I'm, like, bored, right? (laughs) I think he's a gypsy. I'm not really sure. So, so, and people, straight guys have lost their shit, right? Um, So, okay, so then the night goes on, right? And I'm like, I'm about to leave, actually. It's getting late. And then all of a sudden, all these pizzas show up. Right. And then Joe is like, okay, I'll stay a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I was like, whatever, right? And then I was like, oh, good thing I'm leaving, right? And then Aaron Rodgers goes, hey, everybody, I bought all these pizzas for the party. Oh, that was nice. That is very nice of him because it was no food. It was a fucking white person party. And, uh, and he goes, uh, yeah, I bought these pizzas. He goes, Joe, Joe, you're hitting this pizza. You're hitting this pizza, right? If it would have been any ugly schmuck. I'd have been like, no, I'm not. Yeah. He was like, I was like, okay. So I'll have a slice. Why do I have three slices? Only if you feed it to me. Yeah, seriously. Uh, he, he 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 takes the pizza and he goes he goes to the back of the room and chucks it in my mouth from across the room. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so um, so then I was, after the pizza, I talked to, for a little bit. Uh, Pat Keen, all those guys had already had dinner. Pat Keen was hiding because he didn't want to eat pizza. But he had eventually had to eat pizza. But Aaron Rodgers was being like the pizza bully and making everybody eat pizza. Yeah. So Such a jock thing to do. I know. Such a rich <laughs> jock thing to do. So um, I guess at some point, Pat Keen, who's friends with Nick, texted Nick that I and Aaron Rodgers were at the party. Notice I put I before Aaron Rodgers. Aaron yeah, Rodgers and I were at the party. Yeah. Boom. Does Pat Keen know that you have just recently reconnected to Nick no, on no, social? No, no, no. I think okay. he's just telling him what's going on at the party because Nick was on the road. He's in San Jose at the time. Yeah. Right? But Pat Keen does know that there's like history. Oh, my, Pat set us up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, all of a sudden, ding, 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 ding. I'm just getting text, text, text out of Nick. Oh, okay. That kid. I was- thought like there was like a butler that was ringing a dinner bell or something. I didn't <laughs> more, know what was happening. More pizza, sir. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, Pat, Pat King. Uh, no, so then I go, uh, I got to go. This Nick, oh, I almost said his whole name. Nick was blowing me up, sending me pictures of his dick. <gasps> Long story short. Uh, <laughs> really short. Really short. Yeah. I'm... Uh, Going over I his- didn't. I haven't seen it, so that was just a joke. I'll send it to you right now. I'm going over to his place on uh, Tuesday. <gasps> okay. Do you think I shouldn't? I no, I think you should. That's what I. I think- Why Richard said the same thing? Richard, I was like, I don't know. I go. And he goes, "Girl, you need to get laid." Yes, and you know what? There sometimes like people you've had sex with before in the past are the easiest to just do when you need to just do. Yeah, then you know that's I mean? going to be sort of the plan, and I already told them that. Yeah, and yeah. it's beneficial for both of you. 
Yeah, cause, well, you know, that's actually one of the things I was going to bring up, which is so funny how the the universe or the world works, is, you know, five years ago or whatever, when we were th- in the thick of it, like, he, he's so in the closet that all I ever wanted for validation was for him to add me on Facebook, and he wouldn't fucking do it. He wouldn't. He didn't want, he wanted as much distance between the two of us as possible, right? Yeah, yeah. And he wouldn't do it. I mean, that was what I wanted more than anything, and he wouldn't do it, right? Now when I don't want it, the fucking bitch adds me on Facebook, hmm. right? And now, it's funny, now I'm approaching this before, like, I would read so much into every sort of physical or interaction or text message interaction. Now I'm just like, I guess I need to get laid. By the way, I sent my dick pic to him, and he was like, oh, let me see it, blah, 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 right? And then he was like critiquing my pubic hair. I was like, what? Like he asked you to shave it before you came over? Yeah, he did. He goes, it's a little long. That's okay. I know. I wasn't offended, but I was like. But that, I think it is certainly the type of thing you used to give a compliment first. He complimented. Like, he complimented it. Okay, he did. he's fine. Yeah. You don't, that's not, you don't, uh, that's not the first thing you say after someone sends it. No, no, he didn't. He didn't do that. Yeah. It's like after the first time you taste somebody's new recipe, you don't go like, ooh, could use salt. You have to say like, <laughs> oh, I really like this. I like that. And then you say the next thing. Yeah. Anyway, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, I have to start this story. I'm going to be a little bit vague in this story. Um, I have a person in my life that I want to talk about, mm-hmm. but this story could potentially be like so unbelievably mean, and I don't want to be upfront about that. So just in case, I'm going to be a little bit like weird and vague. But Does Philip listen to the show? There are many clues in this story, so I'm not changing, like, details, really. I'm uh-huh. just kind of, like, not being direct. So you guys can figure it out, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but just to be safe. So I've told a handful of stories about this person already, and I have, like, a hundred more than this, but I have this person in my life that I'm going to call Rebecca. Um, that is not his or her name, but that's what I'm going to call him or her, <laughs> Rebecca. My favorite I- story is when Rebecca... And you were together, and that guy would come knocking on the window in the middle of the night. No, and he was like, not. "I don't know who that is." Remember that story? That's my yeah, that's but... my favorite Rebecca story. So I see Rebecca often, few times a week at least, oh. and we're we're forced to do things together because of situations, whatever. Oh, different Rebecca because of circumstance. Yeah, different Rebecca. So now, Rebecca is fairly new in my life, and I thought that maybe. Like, our communication styles were different. So I was getting used to how she communicates, and she was getting used to how I communicate, and that's why our communication was bad. But, Joey, after this weekend, I can say without a doubt that it turns out that Rebecca is actually just stupid. Like, I know you you and I both throw the term stupid or dumb around a lot, but I really think, like, at this point, I think she is, like, just genuinely like less advanced in mental or social development than what is expected of a person of her age. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to throw it by you because it's so weird to me. Like it, there are people that I'm like, Oh, this dumb person. Yeah. I don't really ever think like, you know what? Maybe this person is actually mentally incapable of operating in the world. So this past weekend, Joey, we had this large, professional event which kind of gives stuff away but there was this large event that has to do with my work and it's something that only happens once a year it's boring but it's a big deal so people are flying in from all around the country for this event we've been planning it for months it's a big deal happens once a year yeah 
And about an hour before the actual event, there was like a welcome dinner. An hour before the event, Rebecca says she doesn't want to go. Why is there a chocolate fountain there? It's not Mario. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not going to guess it. <laughs> so about an hour before the event, Rebecca's like, I don't want to go. So I'm like, what? what's going on? Are you okay? Because like, that's a big deal. And she's like, I'm tired. And I'm tired? Joey, it is such a big deal. Drink a Red Bull. Yeah. Have a cup of coffee or just fucking suck it up. Like, I can understand not wanting to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go. Yeah. I can even under sort of understand bailing on it. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I really just don't want to go. It's, but make an appearance. Like, overwhelmed. Make an appearance, right? So your choices are to go, mm-hmm. to show up and, like, try. Yeah. Or come up with something better than I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you guys, I'm so sick right now. Hopefully, I'll be okay. But- mm-hmm. I got to go. So guys, I can't go. I have diabetes. And they're like, we, <laughs> like we all do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the point. Yeah. Um, so we all, basically she tells a few of us that this is her plan. And we're like, um, that is crazy person talk. And she, I think the stupidity comes that she didn't understand that that is crazy person talk. So eventually we shame her into going and she actually drove to the event and I, I went with her in her car. A few of us all carpooled. So she's driving, right? And it's like really heavy traffic. And I notice in the heavy traffic, about two stoplights up, there's a red light that's just flashing. Like the stoplight went out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, maybe there's traffic because that stoplight out up there is out. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, Hopefully it'll clear up before we pass or whatever. And we're chatting, blah, 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 back of the cars. Uh, talking to me I'm like turned backwards whatever and I notice all of a sudden that someone's honking so I kind of like look around Joey she's sitting there stopped at a green light and she's sort of looking around were you driving with my mom Joey she said how did you know the light was out Mike but I was talking about two I was talking about two stoplights ahead of us the light was flashing red but she stopped at the most immediate green light because I said that the light was out. So she's just sitting there at a green light and the people behind her are honking. <sighs> Which I don't even, I don't even, I like I have no words for this almost. Like if I said the light was out and you thought I was talking about the one closest to us, okay, I get that. But like you just stop there and wait forever? Like don't you eventually like move or do something? So – I'm not even done yet. Like this ridiculous. I'm telling you all of these because it happened in like a two hour time span. So mm-hmm. uh, I get lucky enough to sit next to her at dinner mm-hmm. and we have a good meal. I, to be honest, at this point, I'm like even having trouble talking to her because like everything she says just like makes me so angry. And I just can't believe that the stupidity is that high. The mm-hmm. bill comes and she's signing her credit card receipt. And she said, I swear to God, she said this out loud. She's like, I have no idea how tips work. What? I, yes. How do you live 30 years and not understand these things? What, uh, does she have an iPhone? Yeah. What an idiot. So, so my question, I guess, is like, how do you figure if someone is intellectually slow and deserves your help and your pity or if they're just stupid and you should like i don't know forget them i by the way i have hundreds of stories like these hundreds but of. but why did like you these. basically come to this epiphany now because all of these things happened in like one car ride basically like mm-hmm. right before we got in the car she was like i can't go to that thing that we've been planning for months because uh 
fucking tired. And then she stops randomly at a red light because I mentioned that one of the lights was out. And then after dinner, she says, I have no idea how tips work. Hmm. That sounds like somebody who's like mentally incapable of like doing their own laundry. Am I am I being too like harsh? Well, I mean, you were obviously friends with this person before. I mean, like, mm. do, you, do you, oh, you weren't like it was oh, yeah, it's like a forced interaction. Yeah, I uh, I have a friend. Uh, he he's somebody that I really like and uh, is super funny, you know. And uh, but I've learned slowly; it drips out over the years that this guy is also really stupid. Yeah, and people and but pe- what's funny because he's really funny. People think because you do have to have some sort of intelligence. Oh, he's like to, goofy. He's just being silly. They think I'm making it up when I say like, no, this person didn't know, you know, what the word north meant or something yeah. like that. And they're like, no, you're they're being funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I have many many stories like this, and just this weekend, I text Steve and I said, oh, it's not Steve. <laughs> Shut up. And I text Steven, I used a word that I hate when you use, but I genuinely feel like this person may be mentally retarded. And I don't mean that like, oh, she's so retarded. Yeah. Like I genuinely feel like she operates at a very high level and has a job and like. Do you think maybe she got a lot of vaccines when she was a kid? (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Or maybe she's the type of person that would not get her kid a vaccine. I will say, so I was like doing at that after that party, I was doing research on some of the comics that were there, and Martha Kelly, one of the comics, she's super funny. Yeah. Well, no, she was a, she was one of the, she was the she was the main culprit of the. Hey. Yeah. Hi. I barely could form a word, right? But she had the funniest tweet. She was like, "I'm gonna do it in her voice." Did she do the tweet at the party or something? No, no, no. I was looking at her tweets later, and oh, she had okay. this tweet, and it was like. Well, I vaccinated my dog, so now he has autism, or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, it's so funny." I vaccinated my dog. Now he's autistic. Why do you think that she does it in that voice, Mike? That's how she talks. Like, imagine if I did a show. Imagine you're like, "Hello, Joe Batanz," and I was like, "Hi, Mike Lawson." Is she from like New Austin? York? Austin. Oh, it kind of when you do it, it sounds to me like an East Coast accent. You know, she seems very East Coast, but no, she she splits her time between Austin and Los Angeles. Oh. So, anyway, what's going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? What's the news? Oh my God, so many stories to talk about. Um, the most recent, um, and it kind of relates to something that happened to me uh, this last week or something I went to. So I thought I would turn it into a story. Even though it's a personal story, I would make it a new story. Some museums, Joey, are banning selfie sticks. And I wanted to know what you thought of this. Um, If you're not aware of what a selfie stick is, uh, picture a long stick that holds your smartphone at one end, allowing the user to grasp the other end and thus get a better angle for taking a self-portrait. Then you can Better than just using your arm yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen you've seen these, I'm sure. Well, here's the thing: I've only seen them in pictures. So I know what they are, but I've actually never seen them out in the wild. Now you're in the oh, Bay Area. I've seen area. them a lot. Yeah, I've seen them a lot. I'm in the Bay Area, but also we have tourists, like in the city. Like our my city is a tourist attraction. Yeah. As opposed to LA, there are like places to go instead yeah. of just like you know what I mean. So like you go to the Walgreens, and there are 
tourists there. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, we learned from Richard uh, that you're a selfie expert. I guess, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, selfie sticks are uh, not allowed at a ton of museums, actually, now. Um, the uh, Smithsonian is one of them, the Museum of Modern Art, uh, the Guggenheim, all of these are New York City. What's the based. logic? Um, so, it's not just that no one wants to see you with this stupid stick. But anytime that you have a long stick soaring through the air in public, it creates a bit of a nuisance. And if you're surrounded by priceless artifacts, they don't want you to knock them down unintentionally or intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know I went to the a bunch of museums when I was in D.C. a few months ago. And when I was there, there uh, um, the Portrait Gallery, the National Portrait Gallery, museum or gallery whatever it's called you could only carry your backpack if you carried it in front of you you weren't allowed to have it on your back oh and i was like what is that about and Mm -hmm. then the security guard who was showing me because they have free lockers he was showing me the lockers and so i asked and he said well they don't want people to accidentally like scrape by and like hit something on the wall or whatever that would sell me that would be yeah. me. I'd be like the like, uh, hey Joe, look at this. I'm like, what? And I turn around. Me, I knock over like you know, like a priceless picture of like George Washington. I'm like, oh, did somebody call my name? You know, and it's like, I don't know what. Did I'm I doing. do that? Yeah. yeah. Did I do that? <laughs> but um, I went to a museum this weekend. I went to the Walt Disney Museum in San Francisco. Oh yeah, I saw all those selfies you took. I didn't take a single selfie, Joe. <laughs> I didn't no, take... I saw some of the pictures though. What's funny, Joe? Well. I don't think I took a single picture when I was there. No, I saw. Oh, maybe someone tagged you. I saw pictures. I swear to. Girl, I saw pictures. I don't. Think I'm going it was to Instagram me. right now. No, it wasn't okay. you. It was Reich, because Reich Lawson. Because right after, I said, I think this is a sign of me really enjoying myself because I'm not a museum per- person. And I felt like I enjoyed myself so much that I was like actually focused on everything instead of um, the things there. I'm I'm going to my Instagram too. Yeah. Oh, there was one. You're right in the gift shop. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't take it. Uh, Steve took it, but then he sent it to me, and then I put it on. Um. So. Uh, oh, yeah, so, so Steve. Self- Who's this Steve? Tell me more about him. <laughs> Shut up. So selfie sticks are banned, and I was curious. What do you think of that? Do you think would you ever use a selfie sticks for starters? No. 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 Why? Uh, because they're stupid. Uh, I every month on the first of the month, the people who are friends with me on Facebook know that I take a picture of myself to to you know track my progress. Yeah, I hate even doing that. That's like I'm so stressed out before I do those every single time. And this last one, like, can you smile when you do that? Here's the thing: I I did smile for the set this month, but the smile look. I think my face is going through a weird transformation. Mike Lawson, I should send you the smile picture. I look. Like a lunatic. And I know I look like a serial killer with these ones right now, but I look like the, the, the reason I take the serious one is because when you smile, you distort your face. So I really want to track the way that my face is changing. Okay. So that's why I take the serious ones. Well, if you smiled in all of them, you would be tracking the change. I don't know. So I, I do a serious one and I do a smile. I make the smile my profile picture usually. The, yeah. I looked so bizarre in the smile this this month. It was awful. I go. I can't use this picture. I look. I look crazy. Right? The frowning one scared me too. The you frowning one. It wasn't like, oh, you had a smile and you had a neutral no. one. This one, you were like 
at a that's, funeral crying. No, I know. It's, isn't that, that's my that's my resting face. <laughs> when I used to work at the Playboy Mansion, I remember I used to always get people coming up to me, the people who the higher ups, saying, "Can you, uh, you don't look so angry?" I go, "This is just my face. My face <laughs> just looks angry. It's my resting bitch face." So you're used to people cat calling you saying like, "Why don't you smile? Smile more!" And like, I'm just yeah. sitting here. Like at the my at the you saw the picture from the sad party, right? The crying yeah. party. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I wasn't doing a sad face. I just said, <laughs> but that's because I knew. I knew, so I just go like, I'm just gonna do it in my normal resting face. It's gonna look sad. I just know yeah. it. So yeah. Going back to selfie sticks, though, I think. There's a lot of hatred for the selfie stick, and that gets confused with hatred for the selfie. Mm-hmm. And I think the selfie stick is kind of stupid, but I do really appreciate the self the the art of the selfie because Google is so great at what it does that if I want a picture of the my favorite restaurant in downtown Berkeley, I could get on Google and I could take tw- I could find you twenty pictures. I could find you what I ate there today, but. This is to document me being there. So I kind of I understand the idea of including, you know, the people you're with and all of that in the photo. I get it. I like documenting that. So I like the selfie. I don't really love the self selfie stick, though. Well, I've never seen it in the wild, but I'm sure I'd be very, very critical of it. Yeah, I see a lot of them and I I think they're stupid. But um, who's what's stupider, the selfie stick or Rebecca? Oh, Rebecca. I, I would so much rather, rather have to see a selfie stick every day than. Hmm. Um, Mike Lawson, one anonymous villain who hates kids in America is waging war against a tiny public library in West L.A. Uh, I'm because the, the, the article's written very conversationally, right? But basically, some dude in L.A. next to his yard, but like on public property or something, he made a little handmade lending library full of used books. Mm. And I guess I have I have one really close to my house. Oh, really? Yeah. And they've been popping up around L.A. And this guy encourages neighbors to take a book, leave another. Uh, and it's cultivating a rotating selection of novels and nonfiction. So I guess it, it comes from something called Free Little Libraries. I guess, is it a website? I don't know what it is. Oh, maybe. Anyway, this guy named Peter Cook, right? Okay. Uh, he saw this, and so he made one, right? He, he, he got a few things together. He put in this utility pole. He called it the Tennessee, the Ten Man Library, because in the corner of Tennessee and Manning Avenue in West L.A., Everyone was liking it. Everyone had a good time. But then in January, one mysterious villain full of vitriol and bile left a note on the library that read, Take it down or the city will. Uh, noting that this fact had been confirmed by the note writer with the city and the LEPD, the note was signed by a neighbor who hates you and your kids. The back of the note said, Fuck America. <laughs> <laughs> and I... So he doesn't sounds like a great guy. He doesn't know who it is because he says he doesn't think it's a neighbor he knows because his kids are fully grown. And the city, you would think, would be like, uh, this is weird. But they're like, no, they're like, you need to either get a permit or we're taking it down. They're saying it's an obstruction. Right. Yeah. But I guess some some city now that it's going viral, it's been in the news. Uh some city there's a petition circulating but also uh councilman paul Koritz's office said that they could maybe get a permit for his library but mike lawson what do you why would it why do you know anybody in your neighborhood that would get so angry about a little lending library i could see it happening yeah i 
I just don't really understand. Like, how come we don't? I mean, there's so many stories we talk about where, like, the government doesn't have enough staff or enough money to address enforcing current laws. But then, like, this one they would? I know. It's so stupid. Yeah, someone died in the street and they'll get there for 10 minutes yeah. later. Right. right. Um, yeah, I know that like, we're going to take down this this library because it's an obstruction. Right. That's it's, really weird. It doesn't seem like yeah, but is it still, causing no. anyone other than this anonymous no. person any headaches? No, the article talks about it's causing no. There's like actually an actual obstruction just a few feet away, and no one's taking that down. Right. Right. And it's just, but you know, this is very West LA. You have this weird mix of uh, do-gooders, like this guy with the library, and then you have these people who are just like, "No, I don't get off my lawn," you right. know. If you gave – I feel like there's people in the world that just want to shit on anyone that's having a good time. Mm-hmm. And they just are gloomy glendas and they just like want to shit all over your joy. And if you gave them a check for a million dollars, they would complain about how long the line was at the bank. <laughs> like they're just like not happy people and they want to be unhappy and that's what they get off on. They get energy out of – shitting on other people's joy and i feel like this is what, one of those things what are the odds that you think it's like just a troll like who's just like doing it to be like for the lulls you know that's possible no yeah. no no because this guy confirmed it with the city and there actually was a complaint filed with the city and the lapd so no that a troll i think would make the person do that but wouldn't go to the length of like actually find a complaint with the city and with the lapd yeah and it's kind of one of those things like He's a dick because if he wanted, like, he, he could have left a note saying, like, hey, this is on government property. Why don't you move it to your own property? Or, like, start there. Well, that is don't a, that start is by, a like, weird part cutting of, it down and burning it down. That is a weird part of the story, and it's mentioned in it, which is he could put it on his yard, but the guy who put it up says, like, no. I'm like, well, I would just put it in my yard. Yeah, it's just weird. Everybody's I feel weird. Like That's my c- thing. This is city government sort of like people, though. Like people who get super involved in city government a lot of times are like super nutsos. So, not always, but like way too um, involved with like the placement of a stop sign or, um, you know, the, the, the distance between your fence and the curb or mm-hmm. just kind of like stuff like that. They get way too involved and crazy comes out do you remember that serial killer the btk killer uh no it was a serial killer i don't remember when he was maybe early 2000s late 90s he was a serial killer and uh but when they found him he was actually like mr neighborhood watch and would go he, everyone hated him because he'd go around like measure how tall everyone's grass was and would yeah. like write up like citations and like it was just on everybody's ass meanwhile he's a fucking serial killer Blind torture kill. Yeah. Yeah. So would he make them blind or he would just tie them I think so they I think it's see? bind. I think it is. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think it's oh, bind. yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, Wait. Cool. Great story, Joe. You know, Mike Lawson, we're running long on time. Uh, do you have any other stories? I'm, I'm, I'm going to bail on my story. Um, I have one more story. Um, this one, actually, friend of the show, Steve, gave it to me. Friend of the show. Uh, here's what it takes to join the Tinder we, for... Wait, hold on for a second. We have to really... Ca- what what will we call boyfriends in the future? Boyfriend of the show? <laughs> sure. Okay. Boy- so, boyfriend of the show, uh, Steve. 
um, showed me this story. And basically, it's about this dating app called The League. And she uses the word curated, which they're using for every trendy thing now. Everything's curated. Uh, but Everything's cu- curated and everything's a hack. Yes, yes. So this is a curated dating app. Um, and basically, they just raised a ton of money to start uh, operating. They have 4,500 beta users in San Francisco. And the goal is to make a more selective Tinder that's only for the most interesting and motivated single people in cities around the world. Mm-hmm. This stat confuses me. Tell me if you get it. Ultimately, this is what the article said. Ultimately, this woman, Bradford, um, her name's Amanda Bradford. Bradford wants to match tons of people of power couples. Since November, the app has paired 20,000 people, resulting in 19 couples. Doesn't that sound I not think okay? What, Do you no, think it should horrible. be 19,000 couples? No, 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 no. I think 19 is right. Like, in other words, they paired them together. They went on a date, but now there's actually people who are in a relationship, like 19, 19 people uh, in a relationship. Okay. So maybe that stat is good. Yeah. The other one is the guy good. just hit it and quit it. That shows you what guys are. It's so like there were 20,000 uh, pairs made. And 19 of them are actually in a relationship. That means that uh, 19,981, the guy was just like, oh, yeah, I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we should split the bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now, the app skews slightly female, and its users often have advanced degrees. They tend to be in their late 20s, and all of them have been carefully selected by the uh, are you cool enough algorithm that they built. Um, they are only using like a invite only system. So to get in, you have to have a friend that's also using it. And, uh, basically if you don't have a friend, then you have to stand in like a virtual line and hope that the algorithm proves you worthy. And, um, the pictures that go along with it are like douchey, douchey pictures. Yeah. It it sounds like horrible people. I would never want to date any of these people. She says that she wants to think of the league as a little more grown up and tasteful for young professionals who want to go out for coffee or a drink and aren't just about hooking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get yeah. only that's how guys most, think. To get to get only the most serious singles, she feels it's important to be highly selective rather than target hard partying college students. So well, here's the thing: are hard partying college students even really on Tinder? No, because they're just fucking each other. Yeah. Right? Like, they're on Grindr, because that's just what you have to do. But, like, on Tinder, like, I think that's what... I think Tinder already kind of skews mid-20s to older, you know? But, like, here's the thing. And this is just sort of the way the world works. This is so something invented by a can-I-talk-to-your-manager kind of woman, right? You know this woman. She's one of those, like, um, can I speak to your manager? Like, she's one of those, right? Okay. I've actually seen her picture. She looks like... Like, if Blair from The Facts of Life was, like, 2016 or 2015, right? Uh-huh. So, anyway. But here's the deal. If you're a successful guy, like, a power guy, we'll say, right? In between your mid-20s and mid-30s in the Bay Area, right? And you're successful. You're just fucking anything. that You'll fuck whatever you want. You know, you, you have the pick of the litter, Right? So I don't think that those guys have trouble getting dates. That's why I think that's why the app skews or the website skews female, right? 
uh, high because that's weird because like for instance tinder is the vast majority of people on tinder are guys right um and then that's why the women are sort of like the the i don't know what you have the term of there but they get the pick of the litter is like a friend of the show adam vaught is on tinder and he lives with uh, 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 an attractive woman, right? And they're both att- Adam Vaught, as you know, is an attractive man. And they were they were sitting there. Both of them were on Tinder next to each other. And Adam Vaught was like bragging to her, like, "Oh, look, I have uh, you know twelve girls swiped right on me or something like that." And she's like, "Oh, let me look at mine." It was like two hundred and some odd guys hmm. had like swiped right. I mean, it's so heavily skews male on Tinder. I think that there's also though. Something about how men can, I don't know, I'm going to get in trouble. I feel like men can date slightly higher than their league. Yeah. And women tend to be more comfortable with dating someone lower than their league. Does that make sense? So I feel like men kind of have, they can go their league or better where women tend to date their leg or worse. Um. So that I don't know. What I I'm just saying. yeah. I just think a successful guy who's halfway decent looking in the Bay Area who can fits land a great woman, a great woman, but also like higher than his league is what I'm saying. I, that oh yeah, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. Get somebody higher than something. his league. This uh, this Chris and Mercedes, right? They have this friend. He's in his mid-40s, but he's fucking hot, right? He's hot. He looks like a a hot Mark Ruffalo, if that makes any sense, right? Like, Mark Ruffalo's already hot. Yeah. Okay? And he's a filmmaker, but he makes, like, small independent films, right? He's, like, like 45 or 46, right? He's trolling around with these, like, 23-year-olds, 24-year-old hot models, Right? And that's what a guy in that station is going to do, right? Whereas a woman looks for more substance, if that makes sense. Especially a woman in her late 20s, early 30s looking for more substance. Guys are pigs, is what I'm saying. Sure. And so, I I mean, I guess I'm sure there's men who are looking for substance. But I feel that, that, uh, especially in your late 20s, early 30s, uh, uh, they, they, I don't know, things, the, the good ones are taken. So this app, though, they call themselves more LinkedIn than Facebook. So they care more about, like, what you do professionally and that sort of thing than uh, your hobbies and what have you. Did you so. see that story about the the guy who uh, criticized the app on, twi- on, uh, on, twi- on Twitter? Uh, uh, this app specifically? Yeah. Or the app or no. whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he, I can, no, he, maybe he wrote an article about it. He might be a tech writer. I think he's a tech writer. So he writes an article about it because he's in, he's in the, he's in it, right? Okay. Yeah. And he writes this very critical article about it, basically saying what you and I are saying that it's, it's really gross, right? And this chick who founded it, what's her name? Amanda Bynes. Oh yeah, Amanda Bynes. <laughs> Amanda Bradford. Amanda Bradford goes ape shit. And uh-huh. like she, you should find this article and like goes, well, we're, you know, we found you, we're banning you now and nobody would like you anyway. I'm, I know there's no, there's no women that would like you. You should find this article. It's really interesting. Right. He goes, yeah. I'm gay. I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> Ban me all you want. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're a douchey, whatever it is. Oh my God. So interesting. But she sounds don't like she... a, she sounds like a total pain in the ass. 
Don't you know who I am? Yeah. Well, she's like, yeah. She, she, yeah, dude, you got to read this article about the guy that got banned. It's so interesting. So some critiques of the app, they're calling it basically Tinder for gold diggers. Because yeah. Because it gives, and, and that's not, I know a lot of time a gold digger is considered a woman that's doing things for selfish reasons, but I think it kind of goes both ways. So it's like people who are digging for gold, not just like women digging for gold, but like people are out there. People, making, people who dig for people. People are out there looking for partners based on maybe the wrong things. But I don't know. We we make a lot of choices for potential mates based on a lot of things. And I feel like personally I would not date people who are in every profession on the planet. There, I have um, – I feel like I judge potential mates based on their jobs. Um so maybe this app is helping people to do that. I'm going to tell you something. This has nothing to do with that. But the point I was going to make was that, like, I don't give a sh- – these awful people can date awful people. Great, right? But here's the deal. Did you see this Alabama people getting married, these Alabama yeah. gays? No. Oh, you didn't see any pictures of the Alabama gays getting married? Not really, no. Oh. you got to see these pictures, Mike. They are all such messes, and it made me so happy because I loved finally seeing normal gay people. Getting married. Because, you know, whenever you get gay marriage in, like, New York or L.A. or the San Francisco Bay Area or anywhere, these metropolitan cities, they're, like, the, most, they're like the fucking hottest people ever. and Or they're, like, 95-year-old women yeah, who have been together yeah, for 96 yeah. years. They're either, yeah. like, 98, right? Or they're, like, hot fucking, like, they just walk out the set of looking, right? Yeah. The people in this Alabama, man, they're fucking. Are normal. They're normal. Good. They're normal. And so I was like, oh, I love seeing – I really did. It brought a tear to my eye to see normal, ugly people getting married. Cool. What do you got going on next week, Mike Lawson? Um, Next week is um, – well, we got Valentine's Day. Oh, so what are you and Steve going to do? Um, I think we're going to do just like a mellow night at my house. Um, Just hang out and cook. I just – have. do you know this – Um. Fuck, I hope they have it in what's it called? Instacart. Do you guys have that yet? No, what is it? Joey, it's amazing. You can um it depends on the location where you are. Mm-hmm. Not every first of all, not every city has it. Yeah. Um uh but I can grocery shop at Whole Foods, Safeway, Berkeley Bowl, which is like a kind of like a co-op grocery store. And Costco. I don't even need a Costco card. And I, I ordered – I just bought um, – um, A giant box of condoms for Valentine's Day? I bought like a pallet of paper towels. And they just go and pick it up and bring it to you. And the cost is like a few cents more. So Instacart is what I'm using. So I'm going to – this is kind of unrelated, but I'll grocery shop there to, because mm-hmm. um, I'm going to make dinner for us. Do you know what you're going to make? Um, I don't know yet, no. Oh, I also got a George Foreman grill on its way. I'm so excited about the George Foreman grill. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it is it 1998? Do you still use one? No. I, I You should just ask me. I would have given you my old one. It's sitting right here. I, I have a, a cast iron grill that goes over two burners, mm-hmm. but it is so smoky. Like, I, it really, like, it's hard to not burn stuff. Even with low heat, it gets really hot. Yeah. Um, so I'll be grocery shopping on Instacart. Who would ever know, think, think that if you put cast iron over a flame that it gets hot. And then next Monday yeah. is, um, uh, President's Day. Oh, it so is. So I, I won't be working 
which by the way, we could record earlier in the day if that works for you probably. Mm-hmm. But that's it. What about you? What's going on? Uh, Mike Lawson, I am having drinks with a former student and friend of the show, Tommy Colton. Uh, I'm having drinks with him on Tuesday uh, right before I fuck Nick, who, um, by the way, is leaving his door open so that I can go in and just start eating his ass while he lies there. Stop. This is not a Wait, lie. Wait, is that real? That's real. <gasps> yeah. He goes, I'm just going to leave my door open and pretend to sleep. And then you come in. And you don't remember my old story. So I was like, I was like, you don't want me to like fake rape you or anything like that. And he goes, oh, that's him? No, 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 no. I said, so I oh. go, no, I go, oh, I go, oh, I go oh. you don't want me to do that, do you? And he goes, no, I just want you to come in and eat my ass. So, all right. Uh, okay. Good transition. Remember last week I said I was going to have uh, a birthday dinner with friend of the show, Beth? Yeah. Speaking of eating ass. Yeah. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of eating ass. Remember last week I told you I was going to have a birthday dinner with friend of the show, Beth? Uh, uh-huh. she, I, when she heard the show, she texted me and thank God she goes, um, it's actually next Wednesday. So now, oh, yeah, it's thank- I would have just shown up at this pit fire pizza, right? Yeah, you maybe they changed the date too on this call that you weren't no, part you know of. What these fucking bitches? I'm so sick of their shit. You know, now, ever since I moved out of Newport, I don't put up with their shit. They were like, "Oh, we can't." The, the, the people who put it together are like, "Oh, we can't make it now," and I was like, "Oh, well, you know what? I'm still gonna go," and I, I like, "Oh, if I'm by myself, I will sit there by myself with a fucking birthday cake." I'm going to go to this thing because I will not be bullied until you can't go. So I wait to move the date. And in fact, and now I go, I'm changing it to the original place that I wanted to go to. So Beth, Beth is going to meet me there where they're going to be. It's going to be just the two of us. And they can go, those, I don't care if they listen to the show, they can go fuck themselves. Anyway, yeah. So uh, dinner with Beth and drinks with Tommy Colton. It's going to be a good time. Oh, and fucking Nick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, it was nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.